The views and opinions of this podcast are solely those of the creators and do not reflect any streaming service or platform. This podcast contains strong language and contrarian viewpoints that may be objectionable to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Three Geeks in a Microphone Podcast. I'm Dean. I'm Art. I'm Russ. And today we have two special guests with us. Our first special guest is Mr. Matt Swafford from Vintage Re- ah, Reclaimers Vintage Toys. I will get this out one way or another. Welcome, Matt. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and a good close friend of the channel, Miss Maria, who is a cosplayer extraordinaire. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So today we are doing an open mic discussion on vintage home consoles. So let's start round robin. Art, what are your memories on this? Favorite memories? Man, I don't know. Always being a huge fan of Pac-Man, I tried to play it on any, any console or any place I could find it. But my two favorite consoles from back in the day were the original NES and the Atari 2600. What was your first console? Atari 2600. Matter of fact, I've got one I fully restored not too long ago. I think I posted pictures of it on Facebook. Nice. Very nice. Maria? Uh, let's see. Um, well, I guess Atari is the first one that, that uh, I had growing up when it came out. And then... Uh, when a little older Nintendo came out. Um, it's weird because now, like with my kids' stuff, I never owned a PlayStation. My kids don't own a PlayStation. So I assume, so I can't really compare anything to that. But um, Nintendo Switch and um, Xbox um, and Oculus. Uh, so spoiled. Anyway, um, the Nintendo will always be the most simplest and easiest, and I like it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my take on it. Very it's cool. like you can- I don't know. I guess if you play something long enough, it becomes part of you. And uh, growing up with Nintendo, it was just like not even thinking you could use those. You know, it was just part of you. Matt? Um, <clears throat> my uh, my first console was an Atari 2600. My favorite console is definitely the, the original NES, the 8-bit, the Super Nintendo being a close kind of a junior varsity favorite. As far as modern consoles... Currently, I have a Switch. Um, that's really it. I still have my Xbox 360 that I, I played a handful of games on for years. Um, before that, I had a, play, a PlayStation 2, uh, Nintendo 64. I uh, was never a Sega guy, so I'm pretty much team Nintendo and Xbox. <laughs> Russ? Oh, let's see. Well, if you count the Pong machine uh, that my family had before I was born, uh, well, I guess I was probably pretty young with it, but Atari 2600, uh, I still have mine or the family one. And in fact, I probably have about three or four of them. Uh, and then the NES, and then I kind of, you know, again, I have probably five or six of the NES machines, including one of the awesome top loaders that never fail. Then after that, I kind of went 
video game dormant until PlayStation. And then, yeah, I have no modern machines at all. PlayStation, and I did get a Nintendo 64 just to play GoldenEye. That's the best reason to. <laughs> when I was born, I was a preemie, and I had eye surgery. And they, my hand-eye coordination isn't the, the greatest in the world because of that, so they say. So the doctor had told my mom that one of the best things you can do to improve hand-eye coordination are video games. So here, upon hearing this, my aunt and uncle went out and for Christmas one year, I think it was 1980, bought me an Atari. Full disclosure, it was actually a Telegames, which was the Sears version made by Atari for Sears. My grandmother worked for Sears so she could get it, you know, at cost. So that year I got my Atari and a ton of games. I still have all the games. My ex couple years ago for Christmas got me a vintage Atari. Um, but now my son has, he likes to uh, use that in his room. And I just went from there, the NES, the Super NES. I had at least one example of all major consoles up to the Xbox. When the Xbox hit, it's kind of where I stopped. I'm like an Xbox guy. Um, I didn't, I never had a switch. I had an N64, which is about as far or in a GameCube, which as far as I went, as far as Nintendo goes, but moving forward, as soon as the original Xbox hit, I never looked back. Um, I did have a PS2 for a hot minute and I had a Genesis just for Golden Axe for no other reason. I played Golden Axe, beat it with my buddies, and then I think I traded it for something. Yeah, I, a lot of memories with that. At least the, the initial, the initial one. So it, going through the systems, it sounds like everyone here had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, absolutely. Favorite game on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Not Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs> what um, was the jungle one? The jungle one. I don't remember the name of it. Pitfall. Pitfall, yes, Pitfall and Donkey Kong at like hours. Yeah, definitely for me, Donkey Kong is definitely one of my favorites. I'm gonna say Phoenix was my favorite uh, Atari game. Yeah, it's similar to Galaga, but way better. <laughs> Russ, uh, there's one Moon Patrol that I oh, really had yes. fun play. Uh, I also like Enduro, the um, Activision race car game. Mm -hmm. It was like the first one I actually beat where you get a little trophy in the corner. But I hit. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. There's also was a Berserker. I, I just love that. Just watching the guy die. <laughs> I had three. My three favorites were Frogger, um, Lock and Chase, which a lot of people don't remember. It was like a Pac Man clone. And. Sadly, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, man. <laughs> I had Raiders, and I was a dumbass and never read the instruction manual, so I didn't realize you needed to use the second controller to access the inventory. <laughs> this is why I could never get very far in it, because I never knew how to figure out the inventory. <laughs> Oopsie. That's good yeah. to know. I have that game, and I've never had the instruction manual because it just came in a lot 
<laughs> and I've never tried really to play it hard enough to, you know, I pop it in, turn it on. I'm like, okay, whatever. Turn it off. And it's like, oh, it's like E.T. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, to, to actually get it to, to, to play it correctly, you have to use the second controller to access uh, the items in Indy's inventory, which I never knew until probably about two years ago. I never knew that. Out of all the consoles that we've owned over the years, what's your favorite and least favorite? The Switch is the least favorite. Least favorite least favorite i can i mean granted we um we have that um what did they call it? the the contract and we need to get those replaced but um i could never get um a hang of those so i never like i start playing the switch and or even play it with my daughter and i hated it i i can't and maybe it's because i it just makes me feel old i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me well that'll make you hate it <laughs> Um, I'd say my least favorite console now is the 2600 because it's just, I've tried playing it. I've got an emulator that has, I think there's like 12,000 games on it and pretty much from every console. And I've tried playing some, some 2600 games and even my favorites, they're just, they're so primitive that it, it takes me out of it really fast. Um, I'm only entertained for about five minutes and then it's like, okay, now what? It's it's hard. If I had to pick something else to be a, a least favorite, I'd say the Xbox One or the the first Xbox. Um, the original. The, yeah. Hmm. I I did not care for that console at all. Interesting. Other than Halo, but you know. <laughs> Art. Oh, least favorite console that you owned. I would have to say the Master System. The Sega Master System, uh, ColecoVision and Intellivision are really close behind that. Uh, the only reason I even got those is because I like the Tron. I love Tron games because of that one handheld I have. For a long time, I actually stopped playing my consoles because you go to an arcade and the graphics were so much better in an arcade system than they were on a console. And you go home and you play the same game on a home console and it, and it was really disappointing. I mean, yeah, you kind of had better controls with like the NES controller or the Sega Genesis controller, but the graphics, I mean, they, they just, they really sucked. You know, like Frogger on a 2600 or even an NES versus what was in a, in a cabinet, an arcade cabinet in, a, in an arcade, to two totally different worlds. Pac-Man on an arcade was way better than, than anything on any console at home, except you had to keep putting quarters in. My least favorite, probably the Atari 5200. Although it had one of the coolest games on it. It was, uh, my God, I can I can picture the, the box. Star Master, was that the name of it? It was essentially a flight simulator. You, you had crosshairs in your as your reticle and I don't know if you've ever seen the controllers for the 5200, but it had a, it had more buttons on it. It had a number pad and you would put this overlay over the controller that had different functions. So for 
to go into hyperspace, you would press like the five key or to lock or to dock with your ship for repairs, you would press this key. It was really ambitious for its time. It's just the the graphics were they were better than the 2600, but they still weren't there yet. But you still had it felt like you were flying in space. I went flying in space. <laughs> and it was one of the first uh, it was one of the first games I had ever played where you actually had to take into account things like your power level of your ship because every time you would fire your lasers, for example, your power level would go down and then it would take time to recharge back up. Um, if you fired your guns too often, they would overheat and then you were vulnerable. Huh. This was one of the first games I've ever played that was like that. So we got your favorite and least favorite. Um, best all-around system. What are you guys thinking of best all-around system? Mm, I mean, I, I I feel like it's subjective, but it depends on what, what we're talking about. I mean, I still oh. say the NES. I think the NES had such a, a, a broad catalog of games and so many different kinds of games. I just love this simplicity of the nes um i feel like eight-year-olds and 80-year-olds can play that that console um i love that it's not too immersive because that's part of the problem i have with with common con or modern consoles like the switch i'll play it for two or three hours and not even realize time's gone by and then i've got a headache because <laughs> it's you know, I'm, I'm living in Fortnite land and, and then you stop playing it and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> um, whereas you can play Nintendo and it's like when you when you turn it off, you don't have that. You don't have to come down from it, uh, so to speak. But, yeah, I'd still say the uh, original NES. OK. Or maybe I should put it another way. Best bang for your buck. I could, I could see the NES falling into that category because you're right. There's a metric shit ton of games for it. Yeah. Um, bang for your buck. I mean, I'd probably say like the PS2 when it came out. Um, PS2 or PS3 because they were they were still affordable. I mean, at the price point, I think they were like 200, 250 bucks or something like that brand new. Now, I mean, if you can find a PS5, what are they, like $1,000 or something mm -hmm. like that? It's It's... You know, it's getting into major appliance territory with the pricing. Um, so it's you, you kind of can't be a casual gamer and get your, your money's worth out of it. Art, Maria, what do you guys think? I'm going to have to say the NES, but, you know, uh, it uh, I agree. Um, but I'm not, you know, I, again, I, not because I'm a woman, but be, I'm not necessarily the usual like um, console gamer because then um as i became an adult and computer games became more um accessible and um improved graphics i got into uh the um everquest city of heroes um world of warcraft never got into league of legends and those were the ones that were super addictive to me and like going from a computer back to a console was very diff different i found oh yeah <laughs> I kind of ran into the same kind of thing. Like I said, I kind of got away from consoles for a while uh, and then delved into computer games like Star Trek, the 25th anniversary, the Disney, uh, the Disney um, interactive Dick Tracy game. I, I can't even tell you how many hours I spent on that for the, for the PC 
and then I kind of went back to consoles. I think about that time my parents got my sister a Sega Genesis for Christmas, and I got a Super NES for Christmas, which oddly enough, Michael actually has the shell from that one. That's the one I built a, one of the Raspberry Pi systems into for him. Yeah, I would definitely say that the NES, uh, the most advanced console I have is, well, the most advanced consoles I currently have are the, what is that, the Nintendo uh, Wii, and I have the the uh, PlayStation 5, or PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. And that was because I went to the store one day and asked my kids what they wanted and ended up coming out like $2,000 later. <laughs> Oops. You know, it's nothing worse than having kids and they start looking at you with those big eyes and they're looking at stuff and you're like, okay, put it in the cart. Well, you're going to need rechargeable batteries and get that game too. And, oh, this has a sporting game with it. So go get the, the, the Wii uh, golf set and the, tennis thing and okay you can have that too and <laughs> geez Bert, you want to adopt me yeah, no, i'm thinking um hey <laughs> well yeah it's it, i mean i even do that with, with friends too i mean they're like do you think you can build this and i'm like yeah i bet i can you really want that don't you here it is <laughs> but, but no i actually i mean anymore though i i do raspberry pi systems and and the most recent one that i've been playing with is this mini pi 4 kit eta prime actually did a really good review of this and i don't know if you can see it there it is but uh i'm actually going to gut one of these and stick it in an arcade cabinet here pretty soon that's got a one terabyte solid state drive in it but again i mean i i would rather play for the most part if it's not an arcade game I'd rather play an NES game because you've got a controller that looks like this as opposed to some hellish monstrosity that looks like this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I forgot about when you mentioned like the Wii, the Nintendo Wii, um, as that came out and um, how different it was and how different it was considered. Now mm -hmm. it's not so much, but um, how it became uh our consoles became more interactive and um less uh sit in front of the tv and play yeah and and, and having kids i kind of found too that that they would spend hours in front of them or or a pc game and, and i actually asked them one day over dinner i was like well you guys like video games and this is actually how i got into the raspberry pies i think dean asked me about this during our last gaming uh video we, we kind of started to delve into it or it was Russ, I think it asked, but uh, I actually asked my kids, I was like, well, what about I mean, when I was growing up, we had old apples, you know, where you had to like, and, and even before that you had to type in code for everything. You actually had to know what you were doing. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I, I kind of told them, I was like, what if, what if we build our own systems and you guys can learn how to how to create your own video games and create your own systems so that was actually how i got into doing the first nintendos with the pies in them and that was an awesome thing because you could load all the roms for that one system on that console you didn't have to buy more games you had everything right there mm -hmm. games we had to wait years for you've got 845 games on the one machine yeah, I'd like to change my answer for the most bang for the buck to the 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 
I, I have an orange pie. Um, I think that's what comes up anyway when I turn it on, but it's a, it's a little emulator and that thing, I think I paid a hundred bucks for it and it's got, I mean, it's got Commodore 64 games on there and everything else. I can't really get many of those to work because you have to have a keyboard. Um, but yeah, I, I love just being able to, to explore different games that I never even knew existed um, with that thing. Very cool. That's cool. And there's that... me. I, oh, go ahead, Dean. No, 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 please go ahead. Okay, then there's me. I'm like, ooh, Dr. Mario and Tetris. And like five hours, <laughs> six hours later, <laughs> oops. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with that, though. I mean, if you find something you really like and you lose yourself in it, I mean, like two of my favorite games from the original NES were uh, Deja Vu and Shadowgate. Oh yeah, because they were so different. Now I I find out years later that they originally were for the for the Apple. They were originally for the Mac, and they got ported over to the NES. But my first introduction to them was on the NES. And I beat both of them. And I'd never seen anything quite like that before on a console. Yep. You have this first-person perspective style. In fact, <clears throat> on Steam, I even picked up for the PC, they redid Shadowgate. Really? Um, they expanded it. It has all new graphics and whatnot. And I think it was 15 bucks. So I picked it up. And what you can do with it uh, you can replace all of the transitions and sound effects from the original game, but you're playing it on the new one. And I still, so, it's hard. I still haven't beaten it. It's hard. Oh, I bet the original's hard. Mm -hmm. uh, ooh, I remember playing that about a year ago, and I kept getting to this point where it's like I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, if you if you get into the cab, then the cab driver is going to kill you. And it's like, oh whatever it was and I, it was like i had no option so i'd kind of painted myself into a corner with the decisions that i made so i literally was like, oh i never want to play this again <laughs> in i believe deja vu and shadowgate were i know the first game to ever save was zelda was the first nest game that had a save system but those the two code, did right you put in the code and you always yep. had to write down the code yep we had we had notebooks of codes. Mister <laughs> <laughs> and I <laughs> were saving. Oh yeah, I. Who didn't? But I yeah. mean, I, I mean it. Now, did any of you guys remember renting games from your video store? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. oh yeah, we would get so excited. Oh yes. So well, with their uh, like if you had the rental the rental store where you could trade games in. Who else got like super excited because you were like, oh my God, I'm going to trade in like Mario and Duck Hunt and I'm going to get like this $50 game and it's going to be awesome. And then you show up and they're like, yeah, I'll give you like a buck for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got 12 of them over there, you know. <laughs> you see, our, our local video store that you couldn't until Blockbuster came on the scene. Um, it was just local mom and pop video stores and mm -hmm. they had a handful of games but the first time i saw contra i looked at that cartridge and i'm like yeah that's that's schwarzenegger and stallone on there right it's yep. and of course with the konami code we we all went through and beat it and to this day i've never beaten it without the code oh it's almost impossible so it's hard. 
real hard. Even even harder than that is another Konami game called Life Force, mm-hmm. and it's actually a, one of my favorite games. Yeah, it's it's the same engine basically, but it's um, you know the same control type where it's either above it or side scrolling. But man, even with the code, that game's it's it's tricky because things just jump out at you. I think my biggest claim to fame was I was actually able to beat the original Ninja Gaiden for the NES without Whoa. cheating. That was one of the hardest things I have ever done. I, I still remember to this day getting to the very last stage with four lives and my palms are sweaty because I know if I screw this up, I'm going to have to start all over again. I was totally out of continues at this point, but I was actually able to beat it. Ever did it again, but I, <laughs> I beat it once. My fleet. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say my parents had a rule. We couldn't get any more games until we beat the ones we had. I, I stayed up one night with one of my cousins. We were playing TNC surf designs. <laughs> you know what happens? You can't beat that game. You go through the whole game and it, and the level numbers just keep getting higher. And then it stops at 99 and then zeros back out. Oh, yep. we spent like eight hours playing that game just to find out there is no beating it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so beyond um, beyond beating the game and the codes one thing that reminds me of that you don't necessarily see anymore is did you guys also get the books with cheat codes and strategies i don't know if those exist anymore because of the internet but um i remember we we had a bookshelf of those and we would look out for those and i live in a small town i mean a very small town <laughs> i didn't I didn't get them till Mortal Kombat came out. I think Mortal Kombat Two, I think, was the first one I bought a book for. Mm-hmm. I, no, actually, I take that back. It was uh, Shadows of the Empire on the Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. I bought a book for, and then I bought the Mortal the books for Mortal Kombat. I had. I with, oh no! Go ahead. I was gonna say that uh, Shadows of the Empire. I loved that game. I had the I had the book for. Um, what was it? I had the book for Mortal Kombat, but my biggest claim to fame is I love Castlevania. I, except for like some of the, the ones on the handhelds, up to the one that came out on the, I think it was the, what, the PlayStation 2, the more modern one. I have beaten every Castlevania that's come out. Wow, oh, you beat three? Yes. <laughs> it was I a gave- bitch. I just I remember that coming up. The sun is coming out and the evil's vanquished for now or something. Part I just two, remember yep. that. Yeah. You know, the whip. You, all you did is you whipped them and it, it was like this like this little curling tongue. It was, dink, it was, dink. Which was so amazing back then. And now it's just like, oh. <laughs> but I the sun came out and the werewolves went away. <laughs> yeah. I bought the book for Symphony of the Night. Cause you almost had to, because if I not if you didn't read through that book, there's no way in hell I would have found out that you flipped the castle. I would have there's no way I would have found it out. So I just followed her along and was able to beat it beat it both with 100 percent accuracy, 100 percent board clear. But uh, um, so going back to the different consoles. What's your most, even if you owned it or didn't own it, what most underrated console? Um, I'm going to say the Sega Dreamcast. You, you and I are on the same page there, Matt. 
what do you guys there? I really can't answer that. I don't have as much experience as you guys. I kind of just went mainstream. Uh, so, um, I mean, like say get Dreamcast, I've never even seen one. And you guys probably have only like 10 of them. So I don't know. <laughs> That's how underrated it is. You've never even seen one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There are times I almost think either the Nintendo 64 or or even the GameCube. The GameCube was too short-lived. Yeah. It was very short-lived, wasn't it? It was only like a couple of years, if that, maybe five tops. Yeah, think... yeah. The, oh, the Dreamcast is the first console I remember that I guess maybe the PS2 could too as, as well um, as far as getting online. But I remember a friend of mine had a Dreamcast and that's how he got online. Yep. And he would use it to like, you know, go into chat rooms and stuff like that. And and I remember just thinking that was so cool. And he had a football game. I can't remember what it was now, but at that point, it was better than any other football game I'd ever played. Mm. Uh, and there were some other ones too, but that, that was a really good console. It just, I feel like it was one and done uh, within a year almost. Oh, and that was essentially the death knell for Sega. I mean, that's, after that, the company went into a spiral, and now it's just a nameplate. It doesn't yep. even exist as an actual company anymore. You know, one one console that, you, as I said, you guys have probably all owned that I've never owned, and that early on I wanted to own it was PlayStation, because that, again, was um, amazing at its time. And uh, and then I'd, ha I'd go over to my friend's house or my guy's friend's house, because believe it or not, most of my friends are men. I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, they, um, you know, you could watch um, movies on it and it's like you could do so much on them. And when I actually looked into getting one, they they upgraded to like PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4 and you can't play the old games on it. I'm like, the, why did they do that? I don't get that. Why would a console do that besides money grubbing? Because it kind of takes away, I think, from the nostalgicness of it. Ironically, you can actually play all of the PS1 games on this. Nice. Huh. In fact, they're all loaded on here. In fact, my favorite PS1 game is actually Resident Evil 3. I, I uh, had to stay in for an import so I could go to a school or while the boat was at sea. And I basically, in my house, had made like a nest in front of the television. The school ended up because of the weather, it got canceled and they couldn't get me out to my boat. So I was home for three months. Every day I ordered one pizza and a two liter of Pepsi. <laughs> and I, I shit you not, I, I like lived in front of the television. That's all I did was play that game the entire time the boat was gone. Yeah, that's dedication. <laughs> Sounds like fun though. It was, it was a blast. So I had oh, yeah. a PRT. Try doing a PRT with like three months worth of pizza in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm one of the guys. I I did have an like I said an original Xbox, um, and a PS3. I'm one of the lucky ones that got red ringed, and I ended up sending my 360 in three separate times for them to fix it, and it never got fixed. It would work for maybe a month, and then it fried again, and then I just took it apart. So the home systems, they comparing new or old to new, I mean, let's face it, an Xbox One, it's a computer 
there's no other way to look at it. I mean, under the hood, it's running Windows X, or I think it's running Windows XP. Yeah. If you strip it down, it's running the XP kernel. Do you think they it'll get to the point where I, I think what Microsoft wanted to do with that is it wanted to have like a one-stop shop for all your you could stream movies to it, you could watch Blu-rays on it, you could do everything at once. If you remember correctly, you were supposed to be able to hook it up to your cable and use it like a cable box, but it never worked right. At least mine never worked right. Do you think they've gone too far? Should they pull it back a little, you know, make it more simplistic or? Um, I think with technology, there's, it's Pandora's box. There's, there's no going back. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, it's only going to get more absorptive uh, with, with technology. Um, yeah. I can't see them ever backing off on, on that soon. It's going to be like, you know, when you buy a PS six, it'll be like having an Alexa and, you know, it'll make breakfast for you and tell you what the weather's like outside and everything else. You should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I want a, an Xbox Series X, but with the current chip shortage, I mean, it was bad when it, because it launched last year and you can barely find them. But uh, for those that don't know, I guess, I think it was, what, earlier in the year, a a chip factory in China burned to the ground and now we're starting to feel the effects of a global chip shortage. And it's not just computers, it's everything. Uh, I live near the Detroit area and Ford and GM are having a hard time getting new cars and trucks out because they can't finish building them because there's no chips. There's no microchips. That's why I'm trying to put a million miles on my Acura, like Al Bundy. <laughs> not gonna affect me so in my chances of getting a series x right now are slim and none even if i could find one it's like matt was saying earlier they're over a grand and they should sell for 500 bucks but they're so rare at the moment you can't touch one so what you're saying is mc hammer should do their commercials <laughs> hey he's gotta eat <laughs> yeah this is true i mean he ain't so, doing a whole lot lately. Maybe we can get him on the show sometime. Be hammered to do a backyard bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get him so, a McDonald's gift card. and. <laughs> hey, you want your Home Depot gift card? You better dance for my kids, MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to make sure you wear those, those crazy-ass fucking pants. That's right. <laughs> oh, and that's part of the, the deal. Well, so, that once considered hot then so ugh. right <laughs> yeah so when you guys got your consoles were they like christmas presents birthday presents i mean do you remember the moment like it blew your mind that you got it you know what i'm saying like, there's pictures all over you know the internet oh look at the look on my face when i got my nintendo you know stuff like that do you have a moment like that I think for like the ones that my parents gave me and my sister, of course, we had to share growing up. So they were birthday presents. What's funny is my ex-husband um, for a birthday surprised me with um, a Nintendo Wii. 
<laughs> and um, and then when we got divorced, he took that Nintendo Wii, and um, oh. I barely played it at the time because I had, you know, I had babies. I had, um, I was going back to school, and but it was just interesting. So um, I'm like, ooh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Um, and then also I was heavily into uh, computer games too, but um, generally, yeah, I, I guess um, they were always like, we looked forward to them, we asked for them. Um, Nintendo was very inexpensive too, so all our friends played it, that when the NES came out, you know, it was, um, I mean, I guess it was kind of expensive, but it was more affordable than let's say the, the Sega and the Playstations, and then um, later on the other renditions, so yeah. And all the accessories. Oh my gosh, the accessories. That mat that you'd get with a Nintendo and the guns and then the uh, little driving things. Those were always added um, presents that were great. The little robot that would play with you? Rob. <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> I did and I took it apart. <laughs> I wanted to see what made it work. Did it ever really work? Because I never knew anybody that had one. No, I could... Anyone I knew I had never worked right. Yeah. Well, I feel like power glove always gets the 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 brunt of the blame for like not actually doing anything. But every time I saw that robot, I'm like, there's no way that thing actually can play against you. <laughs> like no. I called that immediately. I just remember uh, once we got the gun and we'd use it for like the shooter um, Nintendo games. We were so exaggerated about it and we had to just make such a big deal about it. Uh, so you guys would like quick draw and like shoot the ducks. <laughs> no, I shot that damn dog for laughing at me. <laughs> fucking asshole. Jesus. I actually, I, yeah, I remember like our atari 2600 my mom got at a garage sale i think she actually got it and all the games in a box for like five bucks i think wow. the first one we got for for like christmas was the nes and then uh after that i mean my sister and i had to share the nes but then later on like my sister got her sega then i got that same year the super nes for christmas i'm trying to think I think after that i pretty much bought my own consoles i think i bought a genesis uh did you, either of you guys have like the 32x and the sega cd i never had a just at all um i knew people that had them i just i never was a, a team sega i was always nintendo uh yeah when i first got when i got my first job and i found out about those i yeah i ran to the used game store and bought them whatever reason i i just thought it was cool to have all those turds plugged into it <laughs> but i didn't think it out either because the, all those game consoles back then came with massive wall warts what's what is it uh, they they all came with like massive power bricks like the wall uh, warts. uh okay. yeah like where the hell are you gonna plug in all those <laughs> you only get like two outlets every eight feet in your house and <laughs> you get like two game systems and you've already used up all you can't plug in your television anymore without a power strip pretty soon your your wiring in your house looks like a cross between christmas vacation and and the hell was that other movie a christmas story where they had freaking everything <laughs> into the damn wall and extension cords fucking everywhere <laughs> i remember uh playing 
the NES um, summer of 88, I went to Seattle um, on a trip to visit family. And my, my, I think he was like my second or third cousin or whatever. Um, he was my age and he had a Nintendo. And that was the first time I'd ever played it. And we, we went to like the, we went to Toys R Us and his grandmother bought him like two games. He bought um, Rygar and Mega Man. And he already Contra and, and uh, Karnov and TNC Surf Designs and a few other games. But uh, I remember just playing those that handful of games and just being like oh my god like this is this is next level shit you know <laughs> and um so when i came home after that trip uh, that's all i could think about was like oh i need a nintendo i need a nintendo that's all i want for christmas just give me a nintendo and some games i'm good everything else took a back seat i actually got my first game for it before that christmas or actually before my birthday when i got um the Nintendo, I got Iron Tank. That was my first game, and I don't even remember it. <laughs> uh, wasn't a big fan of it, whatever it was, but that good, huh? <laughs> I remember. Um, I think actually one of the most memorable Christmases I got was the actual uh, the Nintendo um, Game Boy, the original. You know, it's weird because my kids have the you know the more advanced ones but that original and then when you could connect them and play with them with a cord mm -hmm. um right. oh gosh yes and my friends would come over and bring theirs hmm. i think yeah, it was game, memorable game really was just to, to be able to have it in your hand i mean the graphics the that dot matrix or whatever it was um um fucked yeah but then yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was great but Josh, it was amazing well, it was like, yeah, Tetris, Dr. Mario. Like, I feel like those were really the the great games on Game Boy, but like trying to do anything that was really like the, the and pla some platform jumpers were fine too. But like, uh, I remember playing some games on Game Boy where I was like, oh man, like, how do you even do this? <laughs> um, but having it in your hand, being able to play in the backseat of the car and stuff like that, it was great. Mm -hmm. Except for the battery part. That was awful. Yeah. That sucked. <laughs> you ever get so mad at a game though? You threw your controller <laughs> <laughs> once or twice. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, you know, that thing is the NES's controllers were made to be thrown. They were good. They they left. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They are not wussy controllers. You They're beat the hell out of those things and keep going. I mean, yes, I have more than once playing Ninja Gaiden, chucked my controller across the room. Was it the birds? Was it the birds that yes. made you do it? I hate those <laughs> goddamn birds. Uh, or that, or like the impossible jump that you know you can make, but you keep timing it wrong. And every time you're jumping in the same spot and falling in the same spot over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and with that game, too, when you miss the jump and you know you've missed the jump, you just get to watch him spin and fall. Right. And, and there's, <laughs> no, there's nothing you can do. I mean, that, <laughs> I think for me, that one was definitely the original Ninja Turtles game. Oh, when you're, yeah, oh. after, after you've gotten out of the water level, like where the seaweed is and, mm -hmm. shit and the bombs, and, and you're going through those buildings, and then you go down into the sewers and you have to make this one jump so you can go get the, the, uh, the rope that you have to walk on. Jesus, I, I got mad one time. I thought I it was just my sisters and I home by ourselves. I thought my mom was out at the store or something. 
Uh-oh. I got mad and chucked the chucked the controller, and the the only word that came out of my mouth was butt fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part about it is, is my mom is standing there on the phone with our pastor. <laughs> yell it I'm like i chucked the thing you can hear it hit the wall and my mom's standing like right in the hallway looking at me and i know the pastor heard it and i had Oops. that sunday oh and that's a tough room <laughs> damn <laughs> i don't know i one of the, probably one of the the most fun i've ever had with a game going back to the atari 2600 like I said, my grandma worked for Sears, so she got like out the actual Atari game Outlaw, for example. The Sears version was called Gunslinger, so I had Gunslinger, not Outlaw, but they were the exact same game, just different label. I had a game called Target Fun, which had 27 different shooting games, it was like a shooting gallery game. I spent hours and hours playing this. Like one of them was you, it would look like an L, you know, like this, and you would move it side to side and it was a gun. And above you, it could be ships. So you have to blow up these ships or they were aircraft. You had to blow up the aircraft. And in some, damn dog, in some of them, uh, if you fired and moved, the, the bullet would track as you moved and others it wouldn't. But I just spent hours playing this. Oh, my dog. Sorry about this. But, I don't know. Uh, favorite game of all time? Hands down on any system, what would it be? Oh, I'd have to say the second Ninja Turtles game. The one that was also the, or the Ninja Turtles arcade game, the original one. Oof. This one's hard. Um, hmm. Uh, Metal Gear NES. You know, as much as I love like the console games of growing up, I'm just gonna have to say, and you guys are gonna hate this. Um, City of Heroes and World of Warcraft. I'm I'm a computer gamer. <laughs> Those were the ones that that uh, kind of stuck. And I think it's because they were so freaking addictive. Um, Warcraft, you know, is it's what. Oh yeah. Called. Yeah, I, I was about to say I that. don't play it because it's just too easy. Yeah. And I haven't played it forever. When Warcraft came out, I, I never got into it, and I worked with a guy, and he, he constantly like trying to get me to get into it, get into it. He ended up losing his job because he was playing it at work. Oh, boy. Uh, he lost his house. He lost his car. Um because of losing his job uh, his wife divorced him like it was literally the catalyst for like ruining his life wow. and wow and he came to work where i worked and he was almost like a recovering heroin addict where he was like oh yeah yeah Warcraft totally screwed me up anyway you should totally play it and he was like trying to like get me into his world of like yeah you should play it and then tell me all about it well, <laughs> and i was like <laughs> and I don't know necessarily if it's true with um, console gaming because I've never done the online console gaming, um, like where you talk to people and you play with people. Um, and I don't really do that. I think just because I have kids, and I don't want them to do that either. Um, but I um, know that for a lot of people, they meet like their significant others on it 
um, it's like their world. Um, it was something that I got into with my husband um, because I'd never done computer um, uh, playing before. And so we started with EverQuest and he was so into it. And so, you know, we couldn't get into it together. And so we started with City of Heroes and then that debunked. Um, and so we started with World of Warcraft and then he eventually went on to League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never could get into that, but by then I was um, so focused on school. Um, and then I just never really got back into it because of the amount of time consumption it, it takes. And I think as I've gotten older, my ADHD has gotten worse. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm going to have to just say it, it is, it's a whole different world. Yeah. Um, and it, it's almost real to a lot of people. My cousin met her husband on playing World of Warcraft. I've actually been meaning to get back into it. I played it forever for a few years and then I stopped because Star Trek online came out and I, and then I got deep into that. I ended up buying lifetime memberships for myself, my dad, both my daughters, one of my cousins. Uh, and we were just all playing together. Um, I have, you know, cause I, I, um, hang out with a lot of the, the ghostbuster people. Um, I freelance through them. Um, I know like one of them, he, he moved from California to Michigan and moved in with a woman and lived with her for many years. And they met a world of Warcraft and then he swore it off. He's back on it now. But, um, and then when another friend who broke up with his girlfriend, he did the, um, Star Trek online and that's kind of helped him get over his breakup. (laughs) I, I, I love consoles. I was a big PC gamer. I think we're going to do a whole episode just on PC gaming, but I am a big Blizzard fan. I love Diablo. I love, not WoW. I'm not a big WoW fan. I just couldn't get into it. But uh, StarCraft, the art, the real-time strategies from Blizzard are probably top shelf. I was, I was going to say, I want to change my answer because I thought we had to pick a favorite from our favorite console. That's why I picked Metal Gear. But yeah, StarCraft, um, the original StarCraft is my favorite game of all time. Okay, well, for... Let's 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 break it down then. So consoles, favorite console would be, or favorite game on console would be, Metal Gear. Um, favorite console game, honestly, would be Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands Two on three hundred and sixty. Okay. Uh, I've played that game probably a total of eight months out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. console. I'm going to have to say I'm old school. I love all the Mario's. Um, I love playing and I love playing the, the racing games with my kids. Sure. Um, any of the Mario's really um, from, from the, the OG ones to even now. Um, if, they're still you, relatable to right. all ages. If you had to pick a Mario game, which one? Um, is it, I want to say the one, I keep forgetting if it's two or three. And I think that it is, I want to say it is three the raccoon one that's three yep i'm gonna say that because that one i I think we spent most my sister and i spent the most time on we'd pause it we'd come back to it um we'd uh go you know you you had the map you had to go through and we'd always race each other to the little special houses where you can get like little extra you know not necessarily gear but Mm power-ups yep or you had to like match the figures up and the flowers and all that yeah yeah yeah, that game legendarily good. Um, 
I'd say I'd say that one's my favorite, but part two, as wacky as it is, that's one where you're like pulling turnips out of the ground and stuff. Yeah. Two. Yep. Two was yep. actually a totally different game, and they just skinned it with Mario car- carriers. Yeah. It was that's called like Doki, it's so crazy. Doki Doki Panic. It was yep. its original name. So uh, I that one the first time and being like, what the hell is this? Right. <laughs> Like, I, I just threw it at a guy. <laughs> there was an, an actual Super Mario 2 that was released in Japan. It was the same as one, just way harder. And they actually thought that it would be too hard for the American market, so they went with something else. Ah, stupid Americans. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know, the, my favorite game on console, ooh, that's rough. Ooh... Halo. I love Halo. I've, except for ODST, I've played and beaten them all. Guardians sucked. I will just say it right now. Halo 5 Guardians sucked. Um, I even had the Master Chief collection, and I'm one of those poor bastards that they had to patch. I still got to patch the hell out of it just to get it to run because it was a, I got it day one and it came out of the box broken. That's the other thing that I don't like about modern consoles is they, I think they release the games too fast and they release them broken. If I'm spending 45 minutes to an hour patching a game before I can even load it, there's a problem. Yep. Agreed. I don't know. I don't know. If you could go back in, okay. If you could only have one console from your past, only one. What would it be? Hands down, NES. Yeah, NES. Yeah, I'd say that too. Art? NES, because I could tear it apart, throw a Raspberry Pi, and make it every fucking console I ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> All in one. God, whenever you say Raspberry Pi, it makes me want to cr- it makes me crave pie. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter this morning, she was in fact, she's just like, Mom, let's have pie today. So this is that's just weird. Now you just keep saying pie. And I'm like, dang it. Well, yeah, it's like when, when you were talking about Mario, like with my kids, my oldest loved Mario Party. I think we played Mario Party 8 for months. And then they, they discovered, like I said, the online games. And then, and before that, it was like PlayStation, PlayStation 2. They were playing the SpongeBob games on, on uh, the GameCube and the PlayStation. But, but yeah, I think Mario Party 8 was definitely the one that they played the most. But me, it was like the because of one of my cousins, we played uh Ninja Turtles the most or a lot. Uh my all-time favorite console game would probably be Resident Evil 3, but it's kind of tied with Mario 3 and the and the Ninja Turtles arcade game. Okay. You guys remember one? It, it was a Nintendo one. Um this and I think you guys probably, if I describe it, you might know it. The um, one where a bunch of teenagers go into a mansion and it's this mad scientist that turns out to be aliens. Maniac Mansion. Yeah. Is that, was that what I'm thinking? I, maybe it was Maniac. I don't. Let me look. But it was it was like one of the um, first type of games of its kind. It kind of like you know a mystery house. I loved that. See, I'm one of I'm one of these morons that actually played and tried to finish. Uh, Friday the 13th for the NES. <laughs> and uh, 
that was just brutal. That in a nightmare in Elm Street for the NES. I feel like both of those games were just really hard and they get a lot of street cred now, but I just I don't feel like they're that great of games. <laughs> yeah, no, Mystery, yeah, no, Maniac, it was Maniac Mansion. That's it. Um, and it oh my oh my goodness, yes. Like not like I wouldn't be able to handle it. I'd be like, oh, like you want you want some throwing contests. I'd be like, this is this is fuck it. <laughs> you know? um, uh no, I oh god, yeah, nineteen eighty seven. Yes. Oh god, I remember that when it came out. Um I was so disappointed when we defeated it. Um <laughs> But then, yeah, and I also remember my sister, I got so excited because we'd rent from the video store and we'd get, um, like, Friday the 13th and stuff. And um, we'd be campers in a cabin trying to find Jason. Yeah. You know, Maniac Mansion was a TV show, too, right? No, I didn't know that. It was created by Eugene Levy, uh, the guy that does uh, Shit, Shit's Creek. Ah. Yeah, he, uh, he created that for... Uh, I don't know if the game came first or the TV show, but there was a TV show. It was on, uh, I think it was Canadian, and then they, um, it was like ABC, the Family Channel or something like that used to air it. Yeah, yeah, because growing up, we, my dad didn't believe in cable. We had, uh, we lived in the middle of nowhere um, in a small town, Midland, if you've ever heard of it, mm-hmm. actually Stanford. Um, and we got, yes, three channels, and we had to, we had the little antenna that we had to, you know, move around, so... And on clear nights, we might get in Fox 66. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we liked our video games. <laughs> I didn't even have my first computer, I think, until I was, um, I saved up for it and got it like my last year of high school. And um, I got the AOL, uh, I had to pay for it myself, the AOL dial up that I could barely use because it pissed off my dad because it was <laughs> in our phone line. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you guys have like favorite like console tricks beyond the Konami code. I had a game mean, genie. Like, I just cheated. So <laughs> and we weren't allowed to own one. In fact, a lot of the horror games we weren't allowed to have because of my youngest sister being eight years younger. But like, uh, what was the what was the biggest disappointment NES game for you guys? Like, you know, you go to the store and you rent it and you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. I can't wait to get home and play it. And then you put it in and you're like, oh, my God, this sucks. Batman. Batman. Yep. Batman sucked. It 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 tried so hard and it was a pretty game. It was I, I like the really dark and the animation was nice, but. Yeah, that it it tried to be a beat 'em up and it just didn't do it very well. Yeah, well, that one kind of reskinned from uh, Ninja Gaiden in a lot of ways too, because he had that same mode where you could jump and then mm-hmm. like like bounce off stuff and and you yep. had to like back and forth and um still a very different game, but huh? Okay. Yeah, probably Batman. Although the Ghostbusters game sucked too. Oh, the first one? I, was, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I was excited about that. And you're like, Arr. Yeah, the one where they're like little, like little, like marshmallow people walking around. Right. Like, like little, they're like heads with no bodies. Is that, is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. What's the one where, that reminds me of another one that was really disappointing because you wanted to, um, you, you had the um you you were a character and you had this little ball like blob thing following you around and you had to get, like right in the right 
Hmm? Boy it's in the blob. blob. Yeah, it was just like, oh god, it was horrible. And it could turn into things, but it was that was a really hard game. Star Trek Twenty Fifth was actually pretty disappointing for me, and so was the Dick Tracy NES game because I'd already played them and beat them on the PC, and the graphics were miles away better. Yeah. I actually like that, the Dick Tracy NES game. But, yeah, I can see where if you've played a better version of it, that it would suck. <laughs> there were um, actually like two – I think there was a couple of versions for the PC that were released, but the uh, the Disney Interactive one was by far the most polished. Nice. I know. the As we went along, in Ninja Gaiden 3 was really bad. It, it tried too hard, and it was – uh once once you start getting the ghost the ghost of yourself where you could have two and three of you stacked it became too easy because one slash is like three hits so i could stand in front of a boss with two two of myself stacked on top of me and just whack it to death and you're done yep so, although truth be told the nes version of castlevania oh that was bad I, I, uh the first Castlevania? No, the the uh, I'm sorry, the N64 Castlevania. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was yeah, about that, to say. They, <laughs> they tried going 3D, and it it kind of worked, but it just I trudged through it and beat it. But I'm like, I'm never playing this again. The biggest disappointment for an NES game for me was Silver Surfer. Ah, yes, that game is possibly hard. I remember looking at it and just being like, "Like it's cool. Like you get to be a superhero doing super things and fighting supervillains." And that's not that game. That game is they can't even decide what to be, and there's constantly things attacking you. <laughs> you know, another runner-up for me would be Mad Max for the NES. Yes, that game is. That game is. They should call that Mad Max running out of gas. Yeah, that that. <laughs> sucked it oh that's all you do in that game is ride around and run out of gas <laughs> right and and it, my god if you touched anything with your car i mean you go from perfect to being junked by just touching something yep. although probably the biggest disappointment was my one of my favorite arcade games of all time is spy hunter and they did came out with spy hunter for what was it the ness and that was just, it was just a lousy port. I mean, it yeah, was, that was so unstable. It was just too hard to play. Yeah, that one really blow, blows. Um, what's, damn it, I just had another one. Um, what'd you say before Spy Hunter, Dean? Um, Mad Max, Spy uh, Hunter. Uh, no, pretty much any movie some some movie games were okay, but um, almost any movie related property game for the NES, Total Recall comes to mind. Ugh. That's an unplayable game. RoboCop. RoboCop at least tries to be as good as the arcade. Um, it's just it's it's clunky, um, very clunky. Anything by it? What was it? LJN. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. <clears throat> yes. And yeah, there's a lot of them, I guess. <laughs> Red October. Oof. That was pretty bad. 
Ooh. Knight Rider, Airwolf, yeah. the last Starfighter. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Another unplayable game. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder what they were thinking. Where I don't think they were. They just got the license and slapped something out so quick just to get it on the market. But I will say, based on our, our just conversation we just wrapped up, though, the Top Gun game was enjoyable until you had to refuel or land. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the sequel was, ooh, no. No. Yeah. Never played that one, but <laughs> yeah, it, it, good. Don't yeah, don't. <laughs> you guys ever play like the um, like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune games? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It spend hours on those, and then we'd memorize. I mean, it just you get to the point you memorize the answers, and you feel so smart because you memorize them. <laughs> yep, especially the wheel, and it's like, oh, I know what this is without even turning one letter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my years back, I remember my my uh, full disc- I'll reference my aunt and uncle a lot because I spent a lot of time over there when I was a kid my aunt bought in the early 90s bought a brand new PC and a bunch of games an old compact and sitting around playing you don't know Jack on Christmas anyone remember oh, doing yeah, that no I remember that game you don't know Jack mm-hmm. <laughs> I played that game on a date <laughs> when i was awesome. early i, I want to say i was like 18 um 17 or 18 and i played that with the girl i was on a date with it and it was like wow this is the worst possible thing to do on a date is how smart are you <laughs> yeah it was uh not good <laughs> yeah well what um anything else you want to add or any memories to this or if there's one one thing about your vintage consoles that sticks out more than anything else. Honestly, the time with my sister, it was just, we would just listen to the radio and play Super Mario Brothers hours. You know, like we're talking about, like we didn't sleep. We, you know, mm-hmm. our parents would be like, uh, did you guys stay up all night? And we're like, maybe. <laughs> It's, it's I, I, time that I spent with, I think, my sister's most memories. I'd agree with that. And I, I, I mean, basically same answer is just the time spent with family, like playing. Uh, I, I think it is as a social tool, as like an interaction tool. That's why I love the NES because it was anybody could play. You didn't have to be super and there was a game for everybody and a style of game. And like you referenced the, the games and the Jeopardy, like I remember playing them with my mom. And I remember my mom could play Mario and Mario 3, and like she she could do that. Um, and just the – how it kept people kind of connected, and it was almost like a comfort food of – like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Well, there's always Nintendo. It's like you could always kind of fall back on it on the console. Um, you know, yeah. I remember my my cousin had a nest, and so did I. My my cousin was four years younger than me. He was born in '80, so I my aunt would play. And I remember I was home one day, and my aunt called, 
And she says to my mom, I saved the princess. And my mom went, you did what? <laughs> my, my aunt got really good. She beat all of the Marios and all the Zeldas up to, uh, I think it was Windwalker. She, uh, and then she just stopped. But growing up, she loved the, so I'd go in my, my cousin's room and there's my aunt sitting there playing Mario Brothers. I'm like, hey, can I use the console, please? <laughs> so, but anything else you want to add, guys? Or are we good? Oh, I think I think we're good. I think we covered a lot. Cool. Maria, you want to add anything? Mm-mm. Good? All good. Right. Well, guys, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Matt, Maria, would you guys want to come back for future episodes? Absolutely. Awesome. Very good. Um, well, thank you, guys. And unfortunately, uh, for our listeners out there, Russ, I think we mentioned Russ lost power, so he got dropped. Um, he will definitely be back in the next episode. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you on the next one. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. <laughs>